With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hi, everyone. Once again, Ed McGrogan here for Tennis.com. Today's podcast from Paris, T. Bodo in the press room right now. Um, just at the conclusion of a very rainy day in Paris, um, Pete, you and I deal with rain delays quite often down in New York at the U.S. Open. It's, it's tricky on the media, really. You know, how do, how do you think players deal with this because it's so it's so tricky with the schedule and we're seeing a lot of matches obviously pushed ahead to, to tomorrow it's it's such a, uh, a it's such an experience that uh, can really change this, the day's play dramatically well it's nothing the players can do about you know I mean there's really nothing they can do they have to make a snap decision whether to stay here or go home I mean players who are next on would clearly stay here but players who are maybe fourth match on if you get the rain heavy in a second match they might actually go back to the hotel um, other than that, it's all about lying around on a couch um, in a player's lounge, watching TV, playing video games, you know, chatting with your coach, eating bananas. You know, it just is uh, it's tough. It's very grim. Yeah. You know, luckily for you and I, we uh, we kind of honed in on a match to have you take a closer look at that was Jack Sock's match against Guillermo Garcia Lopez. And, and, and Sock, we, we've seen him for a, about a year or two now. He made kind of his big impression at the U.S. Open winning the juniors. He also had a match uh, on center court against Roddick. And, you know, thinking about prospects for Americans on clay, you know, I don't think we would have necessarily have thought – of him right off the bat, you maybe think about a player who's a little more accomplished on the surface. But, but from what I you know saw and when, from what I read from your report, uh, he really embraced the surface and turned in a pretty, uh, pretty convincing performance against a very good player on clay and Garcia Lopez. Well, the analogy I made in you know in, in my piece today was that this is this this guy is a new Jim Courier. Jim Courier was a last American who really just embraced the clay here, who loved Paris, who loved the red clay. And curiously enough, just like Sock, he did not grow up playing on red clay. He grew up on a hard court. So, you know, it's just, a, you know, for some people that just, you know, have that right attitude. And I would say Sock definitely has the right attitude. I was tremendously impressed by him today. Yeah, you said you mentioned Courier spoke to him for just a little bit. Also, Jay Berger, a guy who many many of you will know as uh, head head of men's tennis at the USTA. You know, what did those two have to say about Sock? He's um, he's obviously someone who, with Courier, has at least a little bit of Davis Cup experience, being a part of the team, not necessarily in part of live matches. But both of these two know him very well, and uh, you know, had some pretty nice things to say about him. 
Well, yeah, Jim basically said he's raw with tremendous upside. That's one of the quote, quotes I used, and I would emphasize tremendous upside in that equation there. And, you know, I, you know, I don't really know how, how raw he is. I think he's really – I have a feeling Sock has taken a quantum leap here. I mean, I go out on a limb in my piece saying yeah, he's essentially the future of American tennis, and, you know, that's, that's something I firmly believe. I mean, it, this guy really showed me a lot today. And, you know, the other interesting thing that um, – uh, that Courier said was, you know, he said he has three weapons, his serve, his forehand, and his speed. That's a pretty good combination. When you have three weapons and one of them is your foot speed, that's terrific. Tell me um, tell me what else you caught today. You know, there was not obviously a lot to work with. It, the play was delayed from the start, and then we had about a 90-minute rain delay in the middle. Um, you know, amongst some of those matches here, we just, you know, just now – Djokovic wrapped up. Bartoli had kind of a mini epic in a way. But what else did you catch out on the grounds today uh, from going around? Not too much going around on the grounds because between the rain and Sox match, it was pretty much a one match kind of a day for me here. Early on, there was nothing happening until about one thirty, and then and then you had you know the match and the delay. So there was really nothing you could do. I, I caught a couple. I caught a little the end of Bartoli. That was a pretty good match. Bartoli looks a little bit out of shape to me. I know it was a long match, but she. Um, she she was moving pretty slowly at the end, but she did get through. Um, that was pretty good. Right now, in fact, as we speak, Pear is arguing with the umpire, with the referee, called for the referee and wants to get the match suspended because of darkness, but there's no dice. You know, Bagdadis wants to stay out there, and uh, Pear is throwing in, you know, drop shot after drop shot, as you could expect. So that's some pretty good stuff. I saw a little bit of... Uh, the Djokovic match. Tommy Haas had a very good win today. Straight sets win, of course, uh, over Ruffin, the French player. And he will play Jack Sock next, I believe. And they've practiced together a lot, Sock told us today. So that should be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I have to say, uh, you know, for um, as nice a day as France, France's players had yesterday, and that's something else you hit on as well, today wasn't, I think, their finest showing there. You, you mentioned Pair at the moment kind of... Um, Wilting under the uh, his his seat out there, um, Rufan against Haas, like you said. Even Bartoli, it was it was pretty interesting to see here um, on TV. You could actually hear toward the end of that match because I think the the fans at Chatria wanted to make sure they caught Djokovic before bad weather, darkness. You even heard big chance of Olga coming down uh, for her for Bartoli's opponent, and you know Bartoli obviously I think I don't think is the quintessential French player that. The fans really take to all the time over Roland Garros, but uh, it was sort of a certainly not the prettiest day in terms of weather or in terms of outcome for a lot of the French there. No, the French have the aesthetic gene, you know. So somebody like Bartoli drives them nuts. They were, you know, the kind of best thing for them would be if Bartoli were an American, you know. So they, you know, they can they could dump on her. But yeah, they're very fickle here, of course. But um, but they also love their, you know, they're really artistic. They never really embraced Nadal here either. That's just, you know, someone surprising given how well he does here and he's had nothing but good things to say about the tournament and about the people they do love Federer of course that's you know he's the ultimate he's the gold standard for them the only thing better than Federer for the French was Elina Stasi because he was he was not only not only had a great artistic game but he was also kind of a nutcase so and they really liked that they responded to the flair and personality um, have you taken a look at the schedule for tomorrow I have yeah yeah once once you yeah aren't you 
go over some highlights and things you might be looking forward to. Well, there's a French Daily Double, Joe, <coughs> Joe Wilfred Sanga and Yarko Niemann and Gail Monfils versus Ernest Golbus back-to-back matches on that. I'm liking that Monfils Golbus match. I might try to catch that, maybe right about that if we, uh, if we decide that's the way to go. On Lenglen, you've got Kivitovist kicking it off against Aravon Rezai, which will really, really be pretty good, I think. It, um, you know, Rezai really struggled, had a lot of family problems that affected her tennis, directly having to do with her tennis, you know, coaching crazy father, that sort of thing. So that's going to be an interesting match, see if she can come back. And then that's followed by Rionich versus Lodra, which is a, just a wonderful match for fans of big hitting and attacking tennis. That's, you know... Uh, you know, uh, actually, Azarenka kicks off tomorrow her, her campaign against Viznina. Uh, Mallory Burdett of the U.S., who I wrote about the other day, she has a tough match against Agnieszka Rodwanska. There's some nice, there's some there's some sort of gems buried in there, you know. Um, yeah, I think tomorrow makes up a little bit for today. One one that might not be a gem but will be worth watching, too, is even Serena's match because it's against Caroline Garcia, who a couple of years ago here actually nearly beat Sharapova. Um, That's right. On Chautrier and everything. So that, you know, they have that as well. That's a good one. Shelby Rogers is playing tomorrow. Another young American who, um, who, who still isn't really high on her radar. So there's some, there's some good stuff out there. Um, and, you know, another match and and one that I might, you know, maybe the men's match I'll cover was the Nick Kyrgios, the youngest man in a draw, 17 year old Aussie had a very good win the other day over, crafty veteran Radek Stepanek. He's playing, Kyrgios is playing Marin Cilic, number 10 seed. And look, I mean, uh, you know, he's kind of a soft number 10 seed in my opinion. Cilic is, you know, a bit moody. You never know what you're going to get. So he's he's got a shot there. And this, this Kyrgios is a pretty impressive kid. Yeah, he won three tiebreakers to get that match done. So, I mean, right. you, win, you win those kind of, uh, you know, intense pressure points. There you go. A lot to say already about him. So, We'll get caught up tomorrow again. Um, I'm not sure how the weather is honestly supposed to be. I don't know if you've heard. Tomorrow's but, um, good. Tomorrow's supposed to tomorrow. be good, but it looks like right now I'm, I'm what I'm seeing is Thursday is going to be a problem day. Thursday is like a 70% chance of rain at the moment, but of course that's two days out, so you don't know. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, uh, speak to you uh, tomorrow again. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, podcast in Paris with Pete Bodo and Ed McGrogan, Tennis.com. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.